This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com, I really, really love Audible. The reason I picked Audible was because I love it. I use it consistently. I've really built my business by listening to books I got on Audible, to college lecture, college level lectures on Audible that are there. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to one of my best friends. And he told me, Isaiah, since you sent me one free book on Audible, I sent him, that's one thing you can do. You can send one book to a friend, too, if you really enjoy a book. He's now got over 140 books, I think, now. Got him hooked on it. He's gotten more books than I do now, which is really funny because I started off ahead of him. But, yeah, Audible is just amazing. It really really is a great place to learn a lot of stuff and a great way to relax too. And today the the book I'm recommending is The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. I've learned so much about business and finance from Dave Ramsey. All his books are amazing. Uh, matter of fact, the top three books of his that I recommend are The Total Money Makeover. It's the basic gets you out of debt, get you figure out how to get a good plan for your money. Then he also has Entree Leadership, which is an amazing book for bootstrappers. It's how he built his company up from a card table in his living room to a company that now employs over 500 people, a massive company. It's an amazing book. And then, of course, he has one called The Legacy Journey, which I'll talk about in another episode, which is once you've made it, once you're financially free, once you've built something great, what do you do with your legacy? How do you deal with your success? Which is also an important thing. So Dave Ramsey is a great guy. His books are amazing. Right now, the Total Money Makeover is the one I'm recommending. You can get your free copy over at audible.com forward slash bootstrap with capital B. You get a free 30-day trial, which includes one free book, two Audible originals, and complete access to their huge listening library for the entire 30 days, where you can just download and stream and listen to multiple different books and other content for free and at the end of the 30 days it's only 14.95 a month thereafter you keep the books no matter what that you get you get a book a month one credit you can save it with credits do a whole bunch of books at once and it's just really really cool so you can go get your free total money makeover book over at audible and even if you cancel you, your subscription you keep the book and even if you don't keep the subscriptions if you want a book, you can just go buy a book one at a time there. You don't have to have the subscription. It's really cool. Now, the best way to do it is, of course, with the subscription service because it's the least expensive. You can get a lot of books for a great deal. So, yeah, go check it out. Audible.com forward slash 
Bootstrap with capital B. And check it out. It's really, really cool. I love them. Now, let's get into this. And today I'm going to be talking about the stock market and the notion that the stock market is just gambling or if it's just an investment, what is it? Is it pure gambling? Is it pure investment? Is it somewhere in between? Yeah, it's somewhere in between. There's a lot of nuance to it. So I'm going to kind of cover what a good investment is, what different things are, stock market, even touching some banking products that are out there. And I will touch up, go over this really quick. Well, not really quick at this point, but I'm going to go over this. Now, this was a lot of this was information I got from doing Dave Ramsey's course, the, to the not the total money makeover, the um, financial peace course. He actually has a full, full uh, course within that course, a full lecture on the stock market, on investing, what it is, all this stuff. Really, really good. That's another thing I can recommend. This is a non-sponsored shout out here, but if you're struggling with your money and things are rough right now, if you can find a financial peace course, financial peace university, they call it, or FPU through Dave Ramsey, go check it out. It's really, really worth it. If you're married, he even talks about how to relate with your money with your spouse. Very, very important lessons. Go check it out. And that's just completely free shout out because it really helped save my marriage, quite honestly. And just help save us as a family. So, yeah, that's definitely just a little side note. So we can get into this. I just wanted to give good credit where credit is due because my understanding, my basic understanding of business and the stock market and finances all originated with Dave Ramsey and his course the, at Financial Peace University. That's just something I'm very, very glad to have been able to participate in. And I also want to, before I get going, thank you guys again for listening. I am very, very encouraged when I can help people out. And I'm glad that, and I hope that you find my content valuable, that I can really help you out. I'm really very happy that you are listening, that you do come back and listen. And if you want to help me out, great. I've got ways you can donate, all that good stuff. You can check out my sponsors. But the best way you can help out is just share this podcast, let people know about it. Go to iTunes, leave a nice review for me, five-star review. This all helps, I and or Spotify or whatever you listen to. So I do thank you very much. I am very appreciative that you do listen. So is the stock market a gamble? And yes... The stock market can be a bit like Vegas, but before I jump into that, a really quick re risk-reward thing. I've talked about risk and reward before, but just to kind of sum up, the higher the risk, the bigger the reward you're hoping to get. And usually if you do a high-risk investment or a high-risk anything financially, you're hoping for a huge reward to compensate for your risk. So, for example, if you put all your money on black, on roulette, that's a huge risk, but you're hoping for a big reward because you will double your money on that. To do even higher risk on roulette, 
you can pick a single number on there, say double zero, and put all your money on that. And that's a huge, massive risk. But then the payout is massive as well. I don't know ex exactly what the payout is on that. But if you put all your money on double zero on roulette, you can, it's like 30 to one or something like that. It's huge. But you risk a huge amount of money or you risk all your money on that bet. Huge risk. You can get a huge reward, but it's also a huge risk. So, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. But that's Las Vegas. That's gambling. Is the stock market the same as putting all your money on double zero on, on a roulette? Man, it can be, but not quite that bad. Or it can be worse. So let's jump into this, okay? Overall, based on the S&P 500, which is an index where... They kind of look at different stocks to kind of measure how well they do and these different companies or whatever. Uh, I can go into details on it, but they basically, it's a tracking method for the stock market. And they checked out that between 1926, when they established this, and 2018, it's averaged about 10 to 11% growth. So that's on average. And then... From 1957 to 2018, it was an average of about 8%. But that's when they added 500 stocks into the index before it was only, uh, I can't remember exactly how many, 90 stocks, that's right. So 90 stocks they, they were measuring. So yeah, overall, the stock market does return you money. You can make money in the stock market. It can be a great investment. But there's a trick to the stock market and the here's where i can say the difference between a gamble and investment is a gamble is whenever you're trying to do get rich quick and when you're building a business it's a risk but it's not a gamble you're not going to get rich quick when you're a bootstrapper you're not going to get rich quick slowly saving not taking out debt all this stuff is not get rich quick i'm with dave ramsey on this the best way to get rich quick is to not get rich quick. So when you're looking at the stock market to invest with your company, to invest with your own private finances, to invest for retirement, which that will be a lesson I think I will talk about in the future because even as a small business owner, you should think about your own retirement. If you're going to retire, how you're going to retire, all that good stuff. I have talked about when you do retire, leaving a legacy, we're training up a, your replacement, all that good stuff. So yeah, retirement, investing, this is something you need to know as even a small business owner. Even if you don't care about the stock market, you need to pay some attention to it because it's important. What's going on in the market can directly impact your business or indirectly impact your business. So yeah, it's good to have some idea of what's going on there. So let's jump into how the stock market is a gamble. And these, this is just the surface. I'm not going to dig really deep. I am not a stock market expert by any means, but this is just an overview. So here's where I think gambling in the stock market is. Day traders. Day traders buy and sell stocks throughout one day. So they can buy a stock and say nine seven o'clock in the morning eight o'clock in the morning when that bell hits 
And five minutes later, it goes up by a buck, and they sell it. And they buy another one for a dollar. And they hope it goes up within the next couple hours, and then they sell it. So they're basically trying to trade on stock throughout the day, all day long. And it can go up and down very quick. They might hold it for a couple of days, but they're not holding on to these stocks very long. They're doing it really quick, up, down, up, down. And this is really, really risky, and you almost have better odds at Vegas. Um, Dave Ramsey was talking about how he was talking to one guy, and he lost $650,000 doing this in nine months. And of that, he put 125000 on credit cards, and his wife left him. This is a gamble. This is way, way risky and not very smart and definitely a gamble. This is playing Vegas. It's exciting. It's a thrill. You can make some money up front really quick, but odds are against you. You're not going to do very well. Then you have the futures market, which is also a shot in the guard, dart. Throw the dice gamble. More or less is a commodity such as gold, pork bellies, silver, precious metals. You predict these guys, I don't know quite exactly how it works, but basically is they guess what the stock price will be in the future. That's why it's called futures. So, for example, they might say, okay, gold is at $190 an ounce. I don't know what it's actually at, so don't quote me on that. I'm just saying. Say it's $190 an ounce today, and we're going to predict that in the next six months, it's going to go up to $250 an ounce. And so you buy into this future, and then in six months' time, if gold hits, $250 an ounce or more, you make a huge return on investment, you win. You make money. But, but, if that prediction is wrong, and it comes in under that amount, or it goes down even lower, you lose all your money. It's a one-time shot. And if you hit it, you can make a lot of money. If you don't, you lose a lot of money. It's a gamble. It's a risk. And yeah, people play this little future game. And short-selling stock is the same thing, which is kind of what has happened with the GameStop. Now, these investors were working in a fund, but they were still trying to short-sell stock. And I explained that. And that's also a gamble. You're hoping that the stock's going to go down. You're betting against the market. So, yeah, this is gambling. So, let's jump up to something that's a little bit more less risky and crazy. and But still kind of dangerous. And that's investing in penny stocks. This is when you're a private investor, you're not day trading, you're not going buying and selling every day, but you're trying to uh, invest in the stock market. You've heard maybe, oh, you got to invest in the stock market. That's a good thing. You got to go do that. But how do you do that? You're not sure, but it sounds good. You know, you should buy low and sell high. That's really important, right? You have to buy stocks when they're low and you have to sell them high. If you do it the other way around, you lose money. So you try penny stocks. Penny stocks are stocks that start off at 
pennies, 50 cents, 25 cents, a dollar, maybe $5 these days, whatever. But where the stock price is very, very low, they're very, very cheap, you can get into these very easily, which makes them tempting because they are easy to get into because they're inexpensive. They don't cost a lot to do. But penny stocks can go way up and they can go way down and they can be very dangerous. And the worst is if you're putting all your money into a single penny stock. Now, a good friend of mine, he, he did this. He sold his house, which he inherited from his mom. He sold the house and he put all his money into one single stock, became primary, one of the uh, key shareholders, and bought about 250,000 shares. And they were only about 50 cents each. And it went up quickly. It went up to $5 a share. I think it peaked out like $10 or $11 a share, which is pretty good considering he only put 50 cents in. 50 cents in. And he virtually overnight became a millionaire. His net worth was about $8 million. And he really did do this not just because it was an inexpensive stock, but he liked the company. He trusted the product. He did his research. It was a medical company, and they were doing really good, and they had a great new product that was going to revolutionize medicine. There was a lot of confidence in this company. And then the FDA failed to approve their primary product, even though they might they might have, they should have. It was approved in Canada. It was approved in another couple other places. But because it wasn't approved in America, their primary market, for use in America, their stock price crashed, and I think it was trading at like 20 cents a share or something like that. Really just dived the company. I think did go eventually bankrupt, but it was it was bad. And my friend lost everything. He had all his money in there, and he did not pull out quick enough. He lost so much money that he had to move into a small apartment. He couldn't stay in his house, and all this stuff that was in storage, he could not afford to pay the storage bill, and it went to a locker sale, locker auction, and all this stuff, including his family photos, were auctioned off at a locker sale. If you ever watched Storage Wars, he had one of those lockers that he couldn't pay for. He lost everything, and it was really devastating. So yeah, penny stocks can be exciting. But very dangerous. So it's a little bit less of a gamble, but it can be a big gamble and it can destroy you. So fortunately, he's still a great guy and very optimistic. And he's always tried to bounce back and do other stuff. But it was pretty devastating loss. Now, the next step is you got to kind of spread your money around a little bit. Because one stock, especially all your money into one penny stock, can be dangerous. So multiple stocks, you want to kind of spread your money around. Dave Ramsey has a great quote. He said, money is like manure. Left in a pile, it will stink. But spread around, it will grow things. So the more you spread your, your money around, the more diversified, is a, the financial term, your money is, your investments are the better off you are. Some go down, some go off, and you want to average more going up than down, and that helps. So a lot of people try to do this by buying multiple single stocks 
themselves. And this is not so bad. This is not day trading. This is picking stocks and watching them go up and down and buying more here ever so often, selling them. And you're just kind of managing your own little stock portfolio. And you're doing this over a long time. And so you're trying to invest it very wisely. And you're taking it very easy. And you can say, okay, right now, I'm going to, the pandemic, people are buying toilet paper. I'm going to invest in toilet paper. So you go out and you buy some toilet paper stock or some paper company stock. And then you look around and you go, hmm, uh, I had some restaurant stock, stock, but the restaurants are going down right now because no one's out eating. I'm going to sell my restaurant stock. And so you're kind of just kind of watching things and you have some restaurant stock. You have some stock in a paper company. You have some stock in a gaming company. You have some stock in this and that. And you might be one of these guys who bought GameStop stock and added it to your portfolio. This sort of thing. You're doing this by yourself. Now, this is not too bad. And on average, the average investor that does this nets around 6% return over his lifetime. And it's a lot of work. You have to really pay attention and do a lot of research. So you really got to do this. Now, you can do this. It's possible. And this is an okay investment, but it's still not the biggest investment, the best way. And then you have mutual funds. And these are great investments for long-term investing. Now, there are many types of mutual funds. Lots and lots and lots of different mutual funds. And the... For example, the hedge funds are mutual funds. All mutual fund is and basically is a whole bunch of people banding together to buy something, usually stocks, inside a mutual fund. A mutual fund can contain some real estate, but mostly stocks. About 58% is all pure stocks. Maybe some bonds, stocks and bonds. Bonds are a debt instrument, which I can explain later. But Basically, it's a lot of people investing their money all together. And these mutual funds are run by mutual fund managers, which is one person or a team of managers who run it. And these have around a thousand plus stocks inside these mutual funds. So that's a great way to spread your money around. And these go up. Now, you got to look at your, if you're investing in mutual funds, and I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. But if you're investing in mutual funds, you have to hold on to them for a long time. Five years, minimum, 10 years. You also want to buy mutual funds that have a good track record. You want them to be around five, six years at least. Dave says, really funny. I do like Dave Ramsey, like I said. If the mutual fund's not old enough to be potty trained, don't buy it. But a good mutual fund with a good track record will tend to follow the market returns of between 7 and 11% on average because it follows, follows the S&P 500 because they follow the market over a long time. These are not exciting investments. They're boring. You just buy them and you sit on them. You don't sell them. You don't watch them. You don't babysit them. You just buy them and leave them, buy them and leave them, buy them and leave them. Don't touch. And these are solid long-term investments in a good solid mutual fund. After 10 years, 100% of them make money. 100% of the time, they make money. 
Sometimes they make a lot of money. Sometimes they make a little bit of money. But they all make money over time. That's not a gamble. If you know that you put your money in and 100% of the time you will make money, then that's not a gamble. That's an investment. Now, they can go up. They can go down. You don't want to sell them when you're down. When they're down, you want to buy them when they're down. And you can sell them when they're up, like anything else. But in general, you just want to leave them alone. Don't touch them. And they will grow and grow and grow. And you just leave it. So they're really good for long-term investing. And they're often, in, you'll find them in IRAs and in your 401ks, etc. Ooh, as I smack the microphone. So yeah, so that's mutual funds. And again, good track record. And they're very spread around. And then you have your other non-stock market places you can stick your money. Banks, CD accounts, uh, certificate of deposit, and saving accounts. And they're a pretty low risk. You put your money in a bank account, you can go back and get your money out of the bank account. Pretty straightforward. And a CD, which is a certificate of deposit, it just means that you deposit the money and the bank says you've officially deposited money and giving you, gives you a certificate saying you've officially deposited money. And here's a certificate showing that you've officially deposited money. They're harder to get money out of. You can't do more than like two or three withdrawals a year without a huge penalty. They're harder to get at, and they usually have higher interest rates. But the interest rates on CDs are running around, you will average around two-ish percent, two to three percent returns on your CDs. Much, much less on a standard bank account. We're talking half a, half a percent, one percent interest on those and here's the problem with that on average when you pull out money out of a cd you pay two percent in taxes and inflation runs around four percent and i keep hitting the microphone today sorry guys and with that you need to make at least around six percent otherwise taxes and inflation are going to eat up any savings you have so Banks are actually more risky in the stock market if you invest well and wise and pay attention. So there's a, there's the basics of the stock market if it's a gamble or not. Yeah, it goes up and down. Yeah, there is definitely risk. But without risking some, you face different types of risk. There's always a risk with your money. You could take all your money. And you can get it all in cash and you can put it under your mattress and save it there. And you'll start losing money because, again, with inflation, you'll save a whole bunch of money. But your money will not keep up with inflation. And so you're still losing money even if you save it on the mattress. Then, of course, the risk is if you have it in a mattress and you have a house fire, there goes your life savings. Poof, gone. So you need to put your money somewhere where it will grow. So, yeah, I do recommend. That as you get money saved up and out of debt and you have money to start investing, you do invest in the stock market. And I do suggest long-term investments and mutual funds, which I'll go into another one. Again, 
go check out the book, The Total Money Makeover. He really details this very, very well, much better than I do. So this one, again, I'm not a super financial expert on this, but I understand the basics of how this works. So yeah, the stock market is not a gamble. It can be, but long-term investments are a wise idea. And if you're a small business owner, a bootstrapper, as you get some extra cash in, as you start getting ahead, as you start building up your business, you might invest some in, some into the stock market so you can add investments into your business, outside your business, to keep bringing in the money in, to keep the cash flow in as a cushion for your business. It's always good. You can invest in your business. You can invest in your personal. You can think about retirement plans about how you want to invest. If you're in America and you're a business owner, you can start with a 401k, a Roth, a IRA and a Roth IRA, which I'll explain later. But these are things you need to think about. You do need to think about investments. You do need to think about the stock market. You do need to think about retirement as an individual working by yourself for your own business. These are important things you need to look at because Going forward, if you need to retire, you can have investments there. If something comes up and you have to suddenly shut down your business, if you've had investments there, those investments may be able to carry you through a little bit. So, yeah, this is important. This is not just, uh, oh, yeah, the guy's talking about the graphs and money and bear and bull and who knows what bull this bear market is. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know what this is. That's fine. You don't need to be a trader and get all excited about everything else. But you do need some understanding of what's going on. You need to be able to invest wisely and prepare for your future as things go. Anyway, yeah, this one was another one that got a little bit boring. I'm sorry I'm doing a lot of data dumps these few days. I'm just trying to figure out something more fun. I'm going to try to get some interviews going here which will break up the boring ones. So anyway, you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, Please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www. A T H E O Z dot com or A the Oz dot com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.